everybody, and welcome to the Inside the Movement podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Flowers, and today I have with me Landon Morgan, who is so awesome. He's pretty new to the team, um, been around a couple months. Hopefully you've seen him by now and have been able to say hello. Um, but this is our chance to talk with him and get to know him. I like to tell people this is kind of like our virtual coffee. We get to sit down and get to know a little bit about his heart and what he does here at Crosspoint. Um, so Landon, Welcome. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's just jump right in. What What's cool. your job? Tell us what you do. I am the online technical director. Okay. Uh, so I push all the buttons that uh, run the stream for the Sunday services. And I'm also involved with the Anything's Possible podcast that we're actually in that studio <laughs> right now. So I feel right at home. And, uh, and then I've been kind of dipping my toe into the prison ministry stuff. So helping oh, that's so dug cool. out I didn't know with that. Yeah. Okay. Got behind bars. I do. I do the edits for that, and, and then we've been kind of trying to deepen that relationship with Pando, and and so now we're every week we send those uh, the service up to a bunch of prisons. So that is so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So how did you how did you get to Crosspoint in the first place? Oh, okay. Uh, Two thousand five. Okay, uh, it was a long time ago. And uh, I, I had um, gone out to L.A. for a few months. I'd, I lived in Nashville for a year, and then I'd gone out to L.A. for a few months and realized I didn't want to live there. So when I came back to, to Nashville, I reached out to a friend that I went to college with, and she said, oh, I heard about this church. They meet in an elementary school. You should go check them out. I was like, oh, are you going to be there? And she's like, no, I'm not going to go, but you should. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I went by myself. Uh, to Gower Elementary, wow. and it goes that far back. It goes that's the first time that I that I stepped foot in the cross point. Okay, I think I went uh, two weeks at Gower, and then I was just on the road a ton, and so I I honestly just wasn't going to church in Nashville. I was just in and out of town every every week, and then by 2000. Six, I guess, which was just like six months later or whatever. What were you doing when you were on the road? Uh, live TV okay. stuff. So cool. I was working for like the VMAs and the NFL kickoff. And then I came back at the end of 2005 to work on CMA. Okay. And I was doing a contract with CMA. And so it must have been, you know, okay, so I'm trying to like actually date it. Uh, I think it was like 2006. I was living on the west side of town and Crosspoint had just moved into Park Avenue okay. Baptist Church. Church. Yep. And so I drove by and I was like, wait, that's the same church. And so and it just happened to be like on a Sunday. And so well, I went perfect. in. Yeah, I was like I was able to pull up and like go at, you know, attend a service right then. I did the new member I mean it's very different back then. Yeah. So I did like a I new remember. member I orientation. It when it was back okay. In the church. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, which was like it had Pete and Brandy's house. I, w- I remember going there and and attending a new member thing, and um, and then started serving on the media team, okay. just running like Media One, and started booth directing, and learned a ton from Matt Singleton, and yep. just I was at the same time I'm trying to you know build a career in just video production and and in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I'd I'd fallen in deep with a company out of New York, and so I I actually was rising the ranks of live TV. Uh, much quicker than I was building a professional career for myself here in Nashville, and so okay. you know that lasted for years. Where the, I was, the the better work that I was doing was um, on the road. I'd, I'd leave for like a month and go do, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and BET awards That's so cool. and yeah, VMAs and lots of water cooler moments and and really fun. I have a ton of thirty second 
you know, 30 second interaction stories yes. with, with A-list celebrities. And, tell, will you yeah. tell the one with Kanye? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2000, I think it was 2009. Uh, I was on a show called Fashion Rocks, which was like a VH1 show. And I, I, I mean, so it's so dumb too, because I've met these A-list <laughs> celebrities that were definitely famous when I met them and I had no idea who yeah. they were. I just wasn't up, to, I, you know, just to me life. they were just a name on the paper and someone said, can, can and I am so lucky I didn't like call him like Kane or something to his face because <laughs> yes. that could have easily have happened. Um, but no, somebody said, hey, is anybody on you know this side of the building? Can you go outside and get Kanye? He's just not coming in. And so I went outside and he's just, yeah, he's with his bodyguard sitting in the car. And I'm like, hey guys, you know, they're ready for you inside if I can just get you yeah. to follow me. And, and the security guard steps outside and he's basically like, you know, kind of conveying that like it doesn't feel safe. And I look around, there's just like, <laughs> it's like a hundred yards away. There's like three teenage girls. And I'm like, oh well, gosh. I don't, I don't understand. The door is right here. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And so the guy like literally like picks me up and kind of positions me as <laughs> a human shield so that Kanye can walk around. I'm like, what in the what world? Happened? I really felt like I was, yeah, like, like a, a pawn on like bullet, bulletproof land. And anyway, that happened. And I was just like, I kind of like shook my head. And then they walked past me, like they knew where they were going and, you know, maybe a little bit out of spite. I was like, just not going to tell them yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we were, but uh, you know, like luckily right, we walked right through the door and then their, their uh, handler for like the flow inside What's the there? venue was right there. And oh so, yeah, gosh. it was totally fine. What a wild, but, that's such a wild thing to me. He just picked yeah. you up and moved he, like, you. Kinda, yeah, he kind of <laughs> positioned me as, yeah, I'm, I'm the shield. I love that. That's, that's funny. Great. Okay, sorry, I totally sidetracked us. <laughs> no, so, you're so okay, good. you started going to then you served yeah. on media team. Started on yeah, served on the media okay. team. I mean, back then it was like, yeah, I'd get a call and like, you know, we're having a funeral on Tuesday, can you come to our media? That kind of thing. Yeah. And but yeah, always happy to serve and, and again, yeah, just learned a ton of what it means to be, yeah, I'm getting flashbacks to like a super cold downtown shoot that we did where I, I'm so thankful I didn't like lose a foot. Oh my god. It was so cold. I, it was so in comparison to how hot it is today yeah. outside, yeah. it was the opposite. It oh was so cold outside. And we, but uh, yeah, I was on a ton of shoots and yeah, Singleton would always call with like, hey, we're shooting tomorrow and we're trying to, you know, we need to cast all these things. And I just, I loved like that. I loved because yeah. it was, you know, it just, that's how productions, he operated how productions operate. So mm -hmm. it was great to learn from him and um, yeah, it helped me and professionally too. That's so cool. So probably a lot of people don't know that you've been involved for so long with Crosspoint. So thank you for hey, yeah. your time and for serving. And for sure. Yeah, no, so cool. I've enjoyed it. And then my wife, Meredith, she's been on the worship team for a long time. So now we're yeah. very active and we're very grateful for Crosspoint. And yeah. yeah. She's awesome. So Meredith and I go back to like 2009, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We both worked at Taco, Taco. Mama Yeah. <laughs> sure. We spent many hours together at that host stand just talking about <laughs> life and I remember you guys got engaged and mm -hmm. all of that exciting stuff so that's super cool so she's an artist Minna she's awesome I know you guys probably she already is. know her shameless yeah. plug <laughs> shameless yeah. plug for Minna um okay so tell me a little bit about um just kind of how you came to know Jesus yeah. and what that was like for you yeah I was super close to my grandparents um growing up my mom's parents 
they lived like just, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny because my dad's parents lived like three blocks one direction and my mom's parents lived three blocks the other direction. We all wow. lived in a, in a small town, smallish town uh, in Oklahoma, Bartlesville, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, so grew up where I could walk to either grandparents' house. But my mom's parents specifically, they were very involved in the church. They were elders at the church. And, um, and so, but it was, it was very... Um, um, legalist, I guess, is probably the the best way to describe it. You know, you just like you're gonna do everything right, you're gonna go mm-hmm. and you're gonna smile, you're not sure. you're not gonna you're not you know, it wasn't really um um attractional in any way. The church that we attended, it was Disciples of Christ. Um and um yeah, and so uh that that church ended up it gave a lot of church hurt to other people because there was leadership that had um, you know, whatever the whole like scandal they're out kind of thing and it it sent a riff to the church and a lot of the older people stayed but the younger people left and um it was weird because my grandparents were elders it the church hurt did not hit me it didn't like it didn't hurt me like the whole thing didn't bother me because i was fully bought into the concept that you know we're human we're flawed and God is perfect. Jesus mm-hmm. is perfect. And so the fact that some person on the staff made a, made a human up. mistake and messed yeah. up didn't really resonate with me. Like, cause I, and I wasn't old enough to put like too much faith in a human. Right. And so, um, which I think, you know, just the, that experience, I think, helped me through my whole life because as I'm as those truths are communicated mm-hmm. to me again, it's just easier to say, yeah, I, I believe that because I've, I've kind of lived yeah. that and seen that. Um, I feel like that's a really rare perspective, though. Like, I feel like in your position, kind of witnessing that at a young age usually sends people down a different path yeah. of of what they believe about the church. Yeah. and the people who help facilitate the church. So I think it's super cool that you came out on the other side of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't focused know. Focused on the Jesus piece and yeah. not the human piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it hurt a lot of people, and I guess that, that part to me just never, it didn't, you know, I wanted to be there for those people, but also, yeah, I don't know, I just processed it yeah. different. Same same trauma through different people's perspectives can, mm-hmm. can resonate differently. And, you know, I wasn't, I will say I, I wasn't like super, my relationship with God wasn't like the best from 10 to 20. It was just mm-hmm. kind of, I was just around and, you know, but I went to K-Life, which was like a young life kind of okay. thing. And, um, but yeah, it wasn't like, I always thought like, oh, well, I know the people that are actually better at this, that have a better relationship with God. And that's kind of how I kind of processed it. Sure. Um, and then I went to, you know, after college, I went to Vancouver, British Columbia and just met more non-believers than I ever have. And I think that that time is what I look to. I'm like, that strengthened my relationship with God because I felt like I was able to um, be an evangelist. Like I I was able to kind of say, oh, well, this is how I've, this Mm -hmm. is how God has has been with me in my life. And and then um, I remember kind of choosing where to live next after film school and really felt that you know, I asked the question to God, and I felt like the answer that I got was Nashville. I'd never been to Nashville. That's so crazy. And so it was really weird coming here, especially after being around so many non-believers. I came here, and I was almost like hesitant or shy to tell people, like, right. "Well, 
I asked the question to God and this is what I felt was the answer. And I've mm-hmm. never been here before. It was weird to say that to people, but luckily I said it to a couple of people and they were believers and that just, it just helped. Yeah. Like, affirm. Yeah. It helped affirm that I'd really made the right decision and led to, uh, we got to work with those guys a lot and yeah, it was fun. That's so cool. That's awesome. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. You add so much Thanks. to this team <laughs> and this town. You're so talented. Um, I remember when Drew was telling me, like, he was thinking of, or y'all were talking about you potentially coming on staff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome for us. Um, and if you guys don't know why, you will, because he's just so generous and kind. Like, you're one of my favorite people to work with, like, quick ping answers. We don't work together a lot, but um, you're always just so humble, but, like, you're also hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, pressure's on. You are so (laughs) funny. Like just like quick wit to the core. Like it's almost just like, it's so natural for you just to respond with something funny. And (laughs) I appreciate that a lot because I'm usually the person that's just like laughing at my own jokes. I'm the only one laughing. (laughs) So I just, I value that. I think it's so fun. Um, That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about... um, what it's been like for you i know you've always served in the church but coming on staff at a church like what is what has that been like yeah it hasn't i mean i right before this i was working for a company that was full of believers and it felt like a church (laughs) even though it was it's technically not it just felt like it was and so it was a very easy transition to and and two i've just been around cross point so much that i've really seen it through so many seasons that i just know how healthy the church is right now and i know how healthy the people are inside and so um, I want to I want to help reinforce that and and maintain that. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been nice <laughs> and no surprises. Like I haven't like oh wow the the veil was you know pulled back and now I now I see, <laughs> I see what it's really like. No, screen. it feels very much like I thought it would, and I I love it. Well, that's good to know. Thank you for that. Um, I feel the same way. I love it here. I love my job. Shocker. Everybody's shocked. I love healthy cultures and healthy leadership. And and it just trickles down. Yes. And leadership that just looks and says, I want to build up the people that are, you know, on my level, you know, below my level, above my level. I just want to, I want to reach out and I want to build everybody up. I just, I love that. It's, it is painful to work in environments that are not that and so it really is i've been in that and i was i was just talking with somebody on an interview and every um, it never fails like the end of an interview a candidate will ask well what do you love about working for a cross point and what you're saying is true because i really feel like there's nobody um on staff even at the highest level of leadership who wouldn't do somebody else's job or like who who wouldn't pitch in to help somewhere. And so if you're willing to do my job, please send <laughs> an email to Maddie. See, there it is. <laughs> I told y'all he's funny. Um, that's just, that was good. Um, okay. Let's move on to um, some influence questions. Okay. So can you tell me about someone who has majorly influenced your life or maybe it's a couple people for you? Okay, yeah. Um, first thing that popped into my head is um, working in live TV. One of the one of the guys that I met, uh, his name's Kevin Merritt, and um, and he actually I got him to come to Crosspoint. This has been a That's long, so cool. long time ago, but yeah. And he's he's Jewish, but he came to Crosspoint and he's he emailed and had conversations with people at Crosspoint, and and it just yeah, it was, it was so great. Yeah, I, you know, he hasn't he hasn't 
turned into a Christian as far as I know, but like, I'm still trying. We'll yeah. get him back to Nashville. He's open to conversation he's, about Definitely. Me. He's so curious and like wants to learn. But um, I just remember him really, he was one that kind of encouraged and built me up as as a leader in live TV and kind of pulled me into positions that, you know, pulled me out of my comfort zone and like was, was building me up or very early on. And I just remember, you know, somebody coming in, I, w- I won't say this person's name because she might listen. She lives in Nashville. <laughs> But she came in very heated to uh, an event and was just upset about stuff. And we were hearing about it for the first time. And so I I was like brand new to this work. And I was like, I well, obviously I wasn't going to like get upset and, yeah. and like, you know, get confrontational with her. But I was just confused as to how to respond to this. And luckily he kind of stepped in. He's just like tells her, he's like, Hey, question before you accuse. Like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, like, just ask us questions and we'd be more than happy to help you navigate yeah. this and, like, make it better for you. And it just, like, was such a, um, it diffused the situation. And so, I just, you know, not just that, but just watching and working with him for so long, it was just really impactful to the way that I, um, I'm writing down that question worked this. Yeah, question accuse. before you accuse That's is a really, really good one. It was a really good life lesson to, to just not come in super hot and make assumptions, you know, if you, and that's true for like everything. You like, sometimes you assume like somebody did this on purpose. Well, maybe they didn't, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, let's just ask questions and it's such a healthier way to approach it. And I wish I could say I do that every time I make assumptions <laughs> all the time and I have to pull myself back and be like, okay. Me too. Yeah. And so it's very easy. So yeah, that question before you accuse is good. That's real good, good approach. Everything is always more complex than mm-hmm. it seems on surface level. Yeah. Everything. For sure. <laughs> Um, that's good. Um, how would your friends describe you? Oh, um, I, I would hope that they would describe me like you describe me and funny and yeah. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I'll think so. Funny. Yeah. You're funny. <laughs> um, I'd say kind, funny, humble. Thank you. And generous. Yeah. Um, I'll receive it. Yeah. Receive it all. Um, are you an Enneagram person? I can't remember. I am. You, like, I mean, I've done it. I'm not, not like, I, I have, um, I have um, Brewster's Oh yeah. book. The book. Yeah. yeah. Jackie Brewster's okay. book uh, next to my bed. And I've told her this. I was like, it, I don't read a ton, but like, that's the one I'm hoping osmosis. It's is, like, good. Getting, I haven't read it yet. But, but it's just sitting there. You're it is sitting there. It I'm, I'm like, I, every day I'm like, I should start it. And, and I need to, cause it's like super yeah. easeable, easy to like easeable. It's easeable. It's, it's the cross so point. It's easeable. <laughs> Um, it's it's super easy to digest and like it's one you know one week at a time yeah. basically and so I need to do it I need to just stop saying that I'm gonna do it that's the second time this book has come up today oh today in really podcast recording and I'm wow like, wow it's speaking to you okay I need to dive in no deeper. I do I really do um, so I want to get more into it than I am but I I did I took the little quiz or mm-hmm. what I didn't read wrote back to you I haven't read that either um, but. But I, I did take the quiz, and so, yeah. I'm, what, what's your number? I'm a six. Okay, six. Yeah. Okay, the loyalist. The loyalist. Right? Yep. That's what a six mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to think ahead for everything. And I, I know that that comes from my dad worked in financial, like, bank. He worked for a bank, and he was in charge of kind of preventing fraud or detecting okay. fraud in the bank. And so those are my favorite stories that he would come home when I was like, you know, in that like six-year-old developing personality yes, age. just soaked it in. I just soaked it in because I was like, oh, wow, how do you like just the idea that you could think two steps ahead and mm-hmm. just and all the different ways that people were trying to 
fraud, you know, do fraud against oh gosh, the bank so was like kiting checks back then because, you know, stuff wasn't so immediate. So they would yeah. write a check at one bank and then write a check at the other bank. And then they were just like floating this invisible money back and forth. And then they'd eventually get caught. And he was telling me like, here's how we kind of look to detect that kind of stuff. And I thought that stuff just intrigued me to think, to try to try to try to beat it before it happens. Yeah. And just look at anything and, and look two steps ahead. I started riding motorcycles at 13. And what you're thinking then is I'm looking to the intersection and I'm watching for that kinetic energy that hmm. even though I don't see a car, I can see I'm, I'm looking and trying to visualize the momentum of a car coming through that intersection so that I've got my head on a swivel and I'm oh my gosh. watching. So it was kind of like, it was like, you know, that life I think really solidified that hmm. personality type in me. And so I've always been like that, trying to think and plan Couple ahead. Steps ahead. Yeah. Try to. That's so interesting to me. That is so not me. <laughs> right. It, and, it, and I think it drives a lot of people crazy to even be around someone like that because hmm. I'm always hey, don't run with scissors kind of, you know, comments to people. And, you know, not even that, but like, yeah, it drives people, it drives me crazy too. I don't like that it pops into my head all the time yeah. that I'm thinking, here's all the thing, here's all the ways this could go wrong. Hmm. But that's, that's my personality that I live with. Well, that's okay. <laughs> and One of my Meredith best friends is a six, with. so yeah. Yeah. I, it takes all kinds of it's kinds. Tough. We all have our little things. Right? I like other sixes too. I like to think, oh, I didn't think about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, similarities are, it's nice when you recognize a similarity in somebody and be like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with Ryan Wagner earlier and he's a two and we were like talking about some of the same things that we like think about. Yeah, it's you're just, a two. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm a two. Yeah. It's helper. <laughs> the helper. Yep. <laughs> and you're healthiest when you want to help and you're unhealthiest when you need to help is yes that the, that's is that yeah the case? that's a good that's a good thing that's a good uh i don't know encompassment of mm-hmm. a two yeah. yeah so twos go to eight when they're unhealthy and then mm-hmm. they go to a four when they're healthy um so yeah it's your enneagram lesson for the day folks yeah there you go <laughs> pick up jackie brewster's book there it is um yeah i said that earlier i was like well guess i'm plugging her book now somebody the, pay me what's the name of the book <laughs> i don't know okay yeah Any well, of your, it's in the show notes i gotta uh, i gotta yeah. uh, now i'm gonna have to look it up because i've said it twice now it looks really thick but yeah like i said it's like 52 parts so it's like <laughs> it does look it looks longer <clears throat> than it feels mm-hmm. that would that be accurate yeah yeah it's very digestible i think was the word i was searching for earlier i like it instead i said easable Eastable. <laughs> uh, it's called Hearing God Speak. Okay. A 52-week yep. Enneagram journey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you think I would know that considering it's, <laughs> it's I, next to my head. It's all good. For most of the day. It's yeah. good. Well, you know, now you all know. You can pick up a copy. It's great. Um, I'll expect my royalty checks in the day. <laughs> um, I would love to um, hear about... The Justin Bieber video that mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twenty, I think it was 2010-ish. Uh, yeah, I had a friend that called me on like a Thursday or Friday and just said, "Hey, we're shooting a video on Saturday. Do you want to come play with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, I had a, I had a, um, you know, I had a full time job, but I was like, yeah, Saturday I'm open. <laughs> Let's do this." Had no, I'd never heard his name. And he'd, he'd released that one, he'd released he one like song. Little, so he, he was, was like little. He was like little still. Yeah, he was 14 or so, 14 or 15, but he looked like he was like 11. He still had the bangs that yes. like swept over his face. And um, 
and so I'd never heard his name, heard his name on the video day. And I, I thought, you know, because I'd worked at record labels and seen plenty of artists try mm-hmm. and not make it. And so I thought, oh, Bieber, that's not a name that is really going <laughs> to. How dumb. You never know. You really oh. never know what's going to break no, you through. Because sure there I didn't know. And I didn't even know. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't. I didn't know he was already super famous yeah. after the first video, and and was kind of on the way and had a lot of people that really believed in him and, and were investing in him. And so, I'm at the music video shoot and I'm just doing emails on the site. You know, on on like we're, we're in Watertown, so there's lots of area to kind of spread out. And so I think I was like in like a pretend cafe there's basically just lots of like crazy. buildings that are set up yeah. like businesses but they're not really and so at least they weren't at the time and um and so yeah i'm just doing emails and um roman walks in my friend roman walks in with justin and says hey landon will you and justin just hang out and draw arrows that we're going to use for the video and i was like absolutely and so we're sitting there we're drawing arrows we're talking i i the whole time i'm thinking that this is like an art department's person's kid that's just on the set and so i think i said something like oh is this your first video and he was like oh no i did the what he's like well i did the other one at usher's house (laughs) and i was like that's weird usher doesn't live in town it's like oh your mom your mom must do like some other (laughs) and i didn't say that luckily but then it like a couple other things he said it started to occur to me like oh this is the artist Mm -hmm. and so i said Oh man, okay, hang on. You keep drawing arrows, and I kind of turned my computer away from him, and for the first time Googled his name. Yeah, what he looked like. And it was, and it was him. And I saw that like the last video had sixty million views or something, which was insane at the time. It's, I think it's yeah, still insane. It's still like, insane. yeah. And um, and so then later Roman was like, "Do you want to just be in the background at like the big party scene, or do you want to be the pet store owner?" And I was like, "Make me the pet store owner." I. <laughs> I want to be the pet store owner. And I think I like actually, because Roman was a friend, I think I like stepped in and kind of took that role away from some. Oh, but no. the other kid didn't look like a real pet store no, owner. Totally I was not. a little bit older. And so I looked like I could actually more, work at a pet yeah, store. The, the other kid looked like he belonged at the party. And so, <laughs> um, so I did the whole pet store scene with Justin. And then, you know, we've heard the song a hundred times. It was One Less Lonely Girl. And, um, and then I am doing what I'm not supposed to ever, you're never supposed to do this in front of an artist is sing their song. But I thought I was alone. <laughs> I was at the craft service table, like eating M&Ms, um, just <laughs> one at a time, just, oh you know, munching on M&Ms. And I was singing, there's gonna be one less lonely squirrel. <laughs> I wasn't even singing the right lyrics. I was just goofing off yeah, in my own head. And then I hear this tiny voice next to me go, what'd you say? And I was like, (laughs) oh, wow, I'm about to get fired, is what I was thinking. And I said, hey, man, I just was uh, singing One Less Lonely Squirrel, you know, like (laughs) instead of girl, I said squirrel. And he goes, I don't I don't get it. I was like, oh, well, you know, because like like instead of girl, I said squirrel. And he goes, oh. You mean like there's gonna be one less lonely dog and kind of <laughs> and just looked at me and I was I, just did I not feel land. so bad because like I now I think like I maybe crushed his like oh. spirit I should have like just been like yeah man That's so funny because he wasn't surrounded by people like that were like telling him yes like yeah. you're the greatest at the time but I I just nodded my I shook my head no and I was like no dude that's not funny at all it wasn't funny so you know. <laughs> 
Maybe I didn't do him a disservice. Maybe I, I you were kept just, him. You spoke some honesty into his yeah, life. I kept him humble. Yeah. We not, all need that. He doesn't have my sense of humor, you know? Yeah. Maybe we're all gifted it. in certain ways, and he certainly has his gifts. Oh, gosh. Um, and, that's so And crazy. that's doing him a lot better than than my snarky <laughs> gifts. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I kept, you know, I kept watching him just grow up in his career, and I, I really I admire him. I think, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's great. I think he was surrounded by really awesome people um, as much as uh, Taylor Swift fans are going to hate me saying this, but I really liked the way Scooter Braun like mentored him and spoke into him. I got to witness that on that day really early on and just having him say like, hey, you're about to walk through these doors and here's what's on the other side of these doors and here's where you need to get your head at. And and just like the way that he spoke into that, I thought was really good management style. And and so I think he was surrounded by really great people, a few bad apples <laughs> for, for whenever he was doing all of his yeah. whatever. But like, and yeah, I mean, they're talking about like the worst stuff that he was doing at the time was like he TP'd his neighbor's house. I'm thinking, wow, if I was given his platform <laughs> and his money, I could, I would be doing worse stuff. Yeah. So I always admired him. I thought he was, he was keeping it together for the most part. And yeah, I'm definitely praying for him now. He's going through some, yeah, some medical stuff. Yeah, he and, is. So hopefully... Yeah. Well, I've right always been a Bieber fan. I'm a believer. I'm, I'm a believer for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do something fun. So okay. if you walked out of here and realized you had the winning lottery ticket for $10 million, what are you doing? I, did I buy it or I mean, did I find it? Oh. Because it said, I was reading that Okay, question, Does right? it, is it different answers for? Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, a little bit of like, I'd feel a little okay, guilty. Okay, no, let's just like, say you, like let's just say you bought it. Okay, yeah, so I bought it's it. Your and money. It's, and yeah, uh, and my this answer is going to be sound so boring, but it's the truthful answer. I wouldn't tell anyone. I would anonymously tithe. I would not change my lifestyle so that like you just wouldn't pick up on it. And yeah. I would, and I'd put it into like a series of trusts. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> just build it. Yeah. Just like keep growing. For sure. Yeah. So a very <sighs> boring answer. And it been by a, by a sea do, but then. By a sea do? Mm-hmm. That's great. It would be like an older one. So like no one would notice. They'd think that, you know. It, it is a thing though. Lifestyle. Like when people win the lottery, mm-hmm. like you either get to decide if you're going to publicly display that you won the lottery yeah, or if you're going to keep it not. secret mm-hmm. but then it's like most of the people or at least from what i've learned most of the people who end up going public with their lottery winnings like doesn't turn out well yeah it's, it goes bad real mm-hmm. fast yeah like whether it's like they just swindle away their money yeah. or they're robbed or something unfortunate happens it's yeah. like i don't know i think there's something to it just keeping it just keeping yeah. it quiet yeah i think i've been you know i'm fortunate enough to like I've been able to be generous with a little bit, and so I hope to be trusted with more throughout my life, yeah. and and yeah, and carry that through. And yeah, anything that feels like bragging wouldn't feel right. It'd feel counter That's good to stuff. yeah. That's good stuff. Um, okay, we'll do one more funny one. Um, let's do. Do you have any jokes? I do. I don't know. I mean. I'll just I'll just say it and then do you can it. edit it out. Let's I'm, do it. I can edit this episode if you needed to. <laughs> um, all right, so you're, I'm going to need your participation. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Great. Do you know the difference between toilet paper and wallpaper? No. Gross. Oh. <laughs> We're keeping it. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> it took you a second. It did. I was like, yeah. uh, oh, oh, man. Oh, got me. Oh, that was a good one. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that to somebody. That's a good one. Soon. 
Dang, you had that locked and loaded. Did you prep it? It's tough. I've, I've, it's like I can remember very few jokes, but that's the one I can currently remember. <laughs> like that and one. I used it on my nieces, and it was like there were a few of them at the table, and my sister chimed in with like a snarky answer that was not no, mm-hmm. and then someone else said an answer that was not no. Like when a, a niece yeah. said an answer that wasn't no, and then luckily somebody a said no. Uh, yeah, my other, my youngest niece said no, and then that's when I'd be able to say. <laughs> nah. So yeah, it's it's tough if no one gives you a no. Right. I had it. I thought about it for a second, but then I was like, okay, no. Yeah. I'm so I'm prepared for that scenario now. So if someone says an answer, I'll say, oh, that's not the answer I was looking for. So I'll ask you again. And then you just keep asking them until they finally just give up and say no. And then you're. Then then you you get the zinger. Gross. Yeah. That's good. Might not work as well as the initial, but it's still. Yeah, I like it. Still works. I love it. That's a good one. Um, Landon, thank you for being here with us today. (laughs) Happy to be here. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I loved getting to. I've heard most of those stories a couple of times now, Mm -hmm. but they make me laugh every time. So thank you for sharing that with everybody and sharing your heart and how you got here and all that stuff. And thank you for your longtime service with Crosspoint. So um, we're glad to have you on staff. Glad to be on staff. All right, everybody. Thanks thanks for listening. Have a good day.